Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. start with is um uh, the meme that maddie sent us uh yesterday or the day before from mask of the phantasm <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that is a like a, a big plot hole or not a plot hole really but just like something i never thought of that's very easily fixed that just mm-hmm. ends the movie i would have uh, changed it's gonna change the path of the dc animated universe <laughs> as a whole yeah <laughs> Um, so I'll do my best, uh, Stacy Keach and Dana Delaney impressions. Uh, <laughs> so this is the scene, uh, where, uh, Andrea Beaumont walks into her father's office after Bruce has proposed to her and her dad is like scrambling to leave cause he doesn't have the money. Um, so, uh, uh, how's this, how do I, how do I Stacy Keach? Um, <laughs> Pack a suitcase. We've got to get to the airport now. But I can't leave. Bruce proposed. We're getting married. (laughs) If I don't pay Valestra's gang within 24 hours, they'll find us and they'll kill us both. We could just ask Bruce for the money. Bruce will help me. After all, he's my fucking fiance. Damn, girl, you're a real hoe. I don't really understand the ending there, but, but you see, if, if they yeah. just ask Bruce Wayne for money. Your Dana, Deli- your Dana Delaney sounds a lot like Miss Piggy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dana Delaney, who does not if, listen to this podcast at all. Um, but for real, if, if Bruce would have just given him the money. Then, yeah, that's never would, crossed my mind. I mean, I guess the, they probably yeah. would have just, they probably would have just rewrote it to be like, if if she asks him or if she said that he would just be like there's no time and they have to leave but it makes sense i don't know i also appreciate that the um the person that made this meme or at least posted it on instagram uh, is called D- dc martha posting so instead of <laughs> shit posting i guess that's a synonym now martha um, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> So, do you think Bruce would actually give them the money, or if he'd be like worried <laughs> no, about probably, being associated yeah, with probably, gangster activity? If she activity. told him about the situation, he would just like track down the gang members and right. kick their asses. I guess I don't know. There's like a lot of iterations where Thomas Wayne is like kind of involved with like the Gotham underworld, you yeah, know, like yeah. Court of Owls. But like yeah. maybe he's too stand up of a guy to actually involve himself with the mob. I don't know. I feel like that would give Bruce a lot of problems. So, uh, <laughs> welcome back to the 12th Level Intellects. Uh, this is a DC Animated Universe podcast hosted by the Watchtower Database, and I'm James Drecker. And I am Ted Kendrick, who, with mo money, you get mo problems. Why Why did you say that? <laughs> Probably because you have more money than me, because <laughs> you have any money. Uh, Patreon.com slash JTS Entertainment. <laughs> that's a good plug. Uh, yeah. Slash Velestra Mob. Oh, yeah, that's true. There you go. Oh, I understand now why you said that. I'm now you sorry. get it. I'm a little Com- slow sometimes. Comedy is all about the pacing, James. It's all about repetition. As Maddie knows, I, I, it takes me a second to understand a joke that's not really well-crafted. Um, so... That's why they call you the reverse flash. <laughs> So James I reverse flash two, <laughs> I have two <laughs> tiny news things uh, for that all clump into one news thing. Uh, mm. This isn't really any anything newsworthy, but apparently someone asked Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow on Arrow, uh, 
on Twitter, uh, there's a supernatural Scooby Doo crossover happening mm. very soon, and uh, someone asked him like, "Hey, you're a CW show. If you had a crossover with with a cartoon, what would it be?" And he just replied. Pinky in the brain, just one sentence. Nice. And uh, so now, of course, there's all these articles about, oh, Arrow's crossing over with Pinky in the brain. It's going to happen because Stephen Amell definitely has any pull at all on what happens <laughs> with the TV show. And, uh, but uh, that would be dumb, I guess, because it has nothing. It's probably he just chose a cartoon he likes. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the show whatsoever. Why would they be there? Why would he be with them? And Arrow is very, like, serious of a show. I don't know. I, I can already see a possibility. What if <laughs> the Brotherhood of Evil gets involved and it's the brain and Mala? Because then you have, like, <laughs> the gorilla and the brain yeah. in the jar with Pinky in the brain. That could work. I can, I can see Throw the that, Doom yeah. Patrol in it's there. It's just, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a misdirection. It's Pinky and the brain, <laughs> the DC villain. That you and Mala. Explore. And then they <laughs> kill... Arrow, and that's the end of the show, and there's no more seasons, and everyone applauds. Um, and then attached to that uh, article was just a funny little video. Obviously, I can't show it, but you should look it up if you're listening. Uh, it's uh, Henry Cavill bids goodbye to his mustache in hilarious tribute video. Is the title of the article, and it's just a it's like a little like Sarah McLaughlin I will remember you song. Nice. <laughs> With does a, he just like yeah, slip a little green like cloth over it? So no, just like... <laughs> it's just him like in a bathrobe staring at a mirror talking about how his mustache is he gone, like he shaved it off. And then he like he even makes a little joke about like, no, this is not CGI. This is a- it's actually <laughs> gone. And I was like, oh, okay. And like what <laughs> I wonder what the actors think Believe of it when I see it. Movie. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I was messaging with a buddy of mine today and he said if I had seen it in the theaters, I would have thrown popcorn at it. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple of people I've talked to that waited for it to come out. Like, they just now saw it because um, mm-hmm. it's out on Blu-ray now. And, and it, it included some extra scenes, doesn't right. it? Right. I mean, there's supposed to, yeah, there's a couple that are that were not in the theatrical version, but none of it's like stuff that I wanted to see or cared about. <laughs> it's not like as um, extravagant as the Snyder Cut could have been, I suppose. Yeah, they cut they released the Dark Side deleted scene on the DVD. Um no, they didn't though. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was buying every uh DCEU movie on Blu-ray up until now and now i'm like i don't know if i want this one <laughs> it's just oh, yeah. sad it's stupid it's just because it's movie. the big one yeah exactly yeah. well you know yeah. um that's a good transition into uh one of my news uh yep. the new gods are getting a movie uh directed i knew by that Ava you would DeVerney. have that <laughs> that was yeah. my other one but i knew somehow that you would have it that would be tied into yeah. it yeah yeah i mean i'm excited for that because the, the new gods is something i've always wanted to see on the screen and that was a yes. big you, you know if you listen to our episode about our expectations for justice league part of what i've really wanted to see was like people like orion and mr miracle mm-hmm. and and dark side and kind of get into all that which i think was probably their original plan when justice league was going to be a two-part movie two parts yeah right but now i'm actually kind of glad that the justice league movie only had steppenwolf in it because it gives 
uh, Duvernay a lot of leeway to do what she wants with the characters. I'd rather have mm-hmm. this kind of fresh slate to approach them than having to deal with the mess that was in that film. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. do you... Uh, so, like, at the end of Batman vs. Superman, there's that... Well, they added back in, or in the ultimate Oh, yeah, with Steppenwolf. He yeah, looks a little different. Off. He does, yeah. And he looks like the original concept designs for what he was supposed to look like in Justice League. And they turned him into much more of a mustache twirling, uh, like, highway robbery villain. Um, yeah, or that's not the right term. You know what I'm talking about. Like a train rob, train thief from yeah. the old days. Uh, <laughs> Robber Baron. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you think they'll continue with what they've now established as what the new God's style looks like? Or do you think that they'll go back to that Zack Snyder, what he should have looked like kind of thing? I I bet they take an even totally different approach. Yeah. Like, I can see Ava DuVernay doing something really colorful because she uh, recently directed A Wrinkle in Time um, right. that came out with um, Oprah and um, <laughs> yeah. Milo, Milo Koenig, a bunch of other people. But... Um, Reese Witherspoon. Right. (laughs) And in that movie, their costumes are really, they're really colorful and extravagant. Extravagant. Yeah, yeah, I think (laughs) they're going to go that similar route. I hope they do anyway. Yeah, the... um... I haven't seen that, and I probably won't. (laughs) But it's not geared to us. It's it's very much a kid's film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it at least looks good, I guess, like visually. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. I loved the books when I was a kid. I read most of them. I've heard of it, but I've never heard <laughs> That's all. I don't know anything. But yeah, I, I think uh, that's a good... I mean, I don't know any of her other stuff, but it's a good... Uh, she did Selma. Um, that was oh, an Oscar contender okay. a few years okay. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, people are pointing to, you know, there's a kind of a rise in, in uh, both like female directors and minority directors with... Uh, Thank goodness. Like Black <laughs> Panther and yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. And so, yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure that that will probably mean that there will be a good uh, balance of, like, diversity in the new gods uh, instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of white guys, which is what most of them are in the comics. Right. <laughs> Except yeah. for, like, obvious The ones. Black Racer. Yeah. <laughs> it's or, even in his name. Wasn't there, like, Black Viking or something like that? Or what is his name? Oh, yeah. Black, he, um, uh, you're, yeah. you're thinking of one of the, the guys from the, the Forever People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget his name, too, but. It's black something, yeah. Um, of course, of light course. ray's got to be white because he's light, you know, <laughs> etc. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dark I mean, Side's been of, back and forth, of... and like voice actors, he's been right. all sorts of different people. So, yeah, I, and I'm I'm just excited to see those uh, sorts of characters and settings fully realized on the screen. Like Jack Kirby's been. Like, his creations have just been taking off in the theaters because of Thor Ragnarok last year, Black Panther this year. Like, his aesthetic is just perfect for the yeah. big screen. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to see that. They should they should cast, uh, oh, not Nikron. What am I thinking of? What's Metron? Metron? Metron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember the guy's name. They should cast D- Daniel Day Kim as Metron because oh. he voiced Metron. He's like he's lost the Korean guy that you never right. talks English yeah, Jim. for a while. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's so. good. Yeah, that's pretty decent casting. I'd yeah, he, he looks the part. He's very like, like conserved, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm using my hands. <laughs> well, he's uh, so... Um, he's got that face that says, he's I'm He's so Metron. intellectual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just got that Metron face. You he's know? kind of expressionless, actually. That's not a really good compliment for his acting abilities. Well, but... no, that's, that's what I want in Metron. <laughs> right. I want him to stand up and put his hand out real big and say, don't do a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what Metron's good at doing. That's it. Uh, so all right. other casting news. That's the news. end of my news. So yeah, go ahead. I got, I got two other little things. So okay. the, um, I just wanted to bring up how we've been seeing a lot more set photos from the Captain Marvel, or the Shazam set, but also right. the Captain Marvel set from Marvel. And, <laughs> right. I, and I just think it's really funny that we're seeing all these set photos from Shazam and Captain Marvel being leaked at the yeah. same time. Cause it's from like, Captain what, Marvel What world Captain do we Marvel. live in? Yeah, <laughs> where they're both in production <laughs> together. It's like, it's just weird. Yeah, is that all? Um, is that your? Yeah, news? I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> yeah, right. I just think it's funny. Um, but no, no. So my other news piece is um, Scott Snyder is re uh, rebooting the Justice League book for DC, and it's oh, yeah, part yeah, of that. Yeah. So after Dark Knight's Metal, he's writing a four-part miniseries called Justice League No Justice, which is going to be released weekly during the summer. Yes. So it'll be part one, two, three, four, all in one month. It'll be a really quick event. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. And then after that, it's um, spawning his uh, new Justice League reboot, which launches in June. And that is going to um, bring back in some Justice League staples like Jon Stewart's Green Lantern, mm-hmm. Hawk Girl, and Martian Manhunter, who've all been yeah. missing from the team for a long time. And it's, so it's super exciting that we mm-hmm. have this lineup that's really close to the animated version. Yeah. With um, and Scott Snyder's one of the best writers working right now, so it's really yeah. I didn't I yeah. didn't realize it was him. I just saw the pictures, um, and then yeah. I I follow him on Twitter, and he posted something about that, and I was like, oh, well, then even more. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I will definitely want to read this. George Jimenez <laughs> and Jim Chung are going to be on art duties. Uh, okay. George Jimenez, he's known for um, working on Super Sons recently, and Jim okay. Chung did the. The Young Avengers for Marvel, and he's supposed to be a, a fan favorite uh, artist. So it's really exciting. I'm glad that you know these things so that you can tell the people. Because I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd just be like, "Yo, read it," because Hawk Girl's in it. <laughs> that's that's why you keep me here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, cool. That's my news. Yeah. That, well, it'll have it'll still have Aquaman and Cyborg, I think, which is it will yeah. not the same, but it's <laughs> it's still good. Yeah, I, what, I what, there, it's actually there been... a nine-person lineup right now. It's kind of a big team. Yeah, yeah. Has <laughs> so. there been some weird thing that's happened with the two Green Lanterns that were on the Justice League? You know, not that I know of, um, but I haven't been following the Green Lantern books lately, okay. and I, um, I'm not 100% sure what's going to go on with them. Someone's I, screaming yeah. it at us right now. <laughs> right. They died! Well, <laughs> to be, so to be fair, um, Jon Stewart has actually been in charge of the Green Lantern Corps the last oh. couple of years. He's like one of the guardians if not above the guardians because huh. after jeff john's run there was kind of a new group of guardians who took over so john stewart's been in charge of the entire green lantern corps so it's almost like a demotion <laughs> for him to come back to the justice league <laughs> unless he's gonna be in like a leadership role there too you know hmm. but yeah that that'll be interesting i didn't know yeah. that how do you yeah, be he's... above the guardians because the guardians <laughs> all like I forget if they died or what happened at the end of Jeff John's run. Oh, they all but, like left. Yeah. Yeah, like Krona fucked him up somehow. I don't I don't remember yeah. the exact details, <laughs> but there there was a new batch of guardians who Some were a little more we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rusty on that run. It's been a few years. 
but yeah well we'll uh, yeah. we'll talk about more comic stuff in a little yeah, bit pretty soon. Um, last piece of news sub-zero oh, sure. okay sub-zero okay, just yeah. came out on what blu-ray we should say that it we came out about that already oh have we already <laughs> last time. okay yeah oh, but cool. now it's out out i think for it's sure. out out Hey, go buy um, it. Go I watch haven't it. bought it. Buy me, buy me a Blu-ray it. player so I can watch it. <clears throat> yeah, you you need to figure that out. We talked about this is why we talked about this last time because we talked about my slap bet with Blu-rays. All um, right, that's it. Okay. You know, cool. go listen to every other episode. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, I ordered. I didn't order that, but I ordered Static Shock season three like two days ago. Finally, nice. it's been out for a couple months. I just touched the microphone, so hopefully it's making lots of sounds. Um, yeah, and I, <laughs> I needed that because I'm editing a video right now with where I need clips from uh, Hard as Nails and something else, uh, League of Their Own, I think, for the channel. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I should probably get the higher quality than Kids WB VHS torrent rips. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, our main thing today is where we, uh, we're at the, well, not we, me and Maddie, Maddie and I, <laughs> not Ted. This I didn't get to go to here. Seattle. No, we were at the <laughs> Emerald City Comic Con a couple weeks ago, and we talked to a bunch of people, actually. There's a lot of videos right now on the channel, youtube.com slash watchtower database. Uh, but we talked, most importantly, I guess, to Phil Lamar who, if you're dumb and don't know, is the voice of Green Lantern and Static. And, and Samurai a, Jack. A bunch, Yeah, and Samurai Jack in the DC Animated Universe. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's also Steel on Justice League Unlimited. He's also the one hawk soldier that comes forward in the group and says, uh, surrender or die. And he's also... <laughs> The guy that crashes through the restaurant in Brave and the Bold and goes, Rid me right off the road! Someone's got to stop him! <laughs> and he's also... <laughs> he's a, a, bunch he's of a man of talents. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's this. And uh, we talk... Oh, I want to set the stage a little bit here. Because uh, there's, there's some like talking in the background like from peop- other people in the room with us. Um, we were We went to... I don't think I've told you this even. We went to where he signs stuff is like autograph area. And he had messaged Maddie on Twitter. Cause we've been semi bugging him about <laughs> doing an interview. Cause we were going to be there. And he was like, Hey, you know, come find me at my booth. Uh, we'll set up a time. So we went to him. We did exactly that. And he said, you got to meet me, uh, like over by the elevators on blah, blah, blah floor at two thirty or whatever. And so we went over there and on that day, And there were a bunch of security people standing there. So we're like, hey, uh, we're supposed to meet Phil Lamar at this time. And, and you know, they were kind of like skeptical looking like these guys wearing sweatpants carrying uh, camera bags. Like they don't look like they're people that should be talking to Phil Lamar. And uh, they but they're like, oh, I'll go ask him. I'll go get him. And uh, one of the guys went back and then he came back and said that Phil was going to be like five minutes. So we're like, oh, okay, no problem. And then it was. 10 minutes and then it was like 15 minutes and we're like oh is uh is he coming and we're not like mad at phil or anything we were just like worried that he was not going to have enough time to talk to us and uh, he showed up and was like hey guys where do you want to go and we were trying to find like a quiet spot because there was it was really loud in that hallway because it's a giant convention full of thousands of people and uh as we were walking to the elevators to go somewhere else uh 
I heard him ask his like I think it was his agent that was with him. I'm not exactly sure. The it was like agent. Uh, yeah, right. It, it was a secret because I have no idea who they were. Uh, he was talking to them about like when is my next thing? And they're like oh two forty five. And I looked at the clock and it was like two. 37 or something and i was like oh my god like we don't have any time to talk to him at all and so we got in the elevator and i was just thinking like the longer this elevator takes the less time i have to talk to philomar so we got all the buttons yeah (laughs) we got down to the floor that we were supposed to talk on and it was also just full of people and i was just going oh my god we have to talk now so we just ran around a corner where there was a like drinking fountain and like four people and i was like go and just turned on the stuff and we started recording so that's what this is this is me very hastily getting it out of my pocket and then starting it um and then when we were done this guy uh, i'll wait i'll wait till we're done we're talking to him to discuss this okay so you've been waiting long enough here's here's the thing ready go hey we're here with phil lamar voice of green lantern static without 10 12 other characters (laughs) taxi driver in static shock they're playing my song (laughs) yeah Wait, was I a taxi driver? <laughs> we we just looked up like all the obscure roles. Here, you want to do the? Uh, oh, we're we're gonna talk to you about um, Static has had a very like on again off again relationship with DC Comics in the last few years. Where you know we had the cartoon in the early 2000s, and we had him in Gone for a while. Right. New 52, and then they canceled that. And now he's back on Young Justice. How, what are your thoughts on you know does he belong in the like, Trinity level Batman Superman those guys? Well. Honestly, I think, I mean, we all are looking at this from, you know, the fan perspective and the storytelling or whatever, but I think it actually has more to do with corporate ownership. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Milestone is not, strictly speaking, DC, and corporations are the kids who never learn to share in preschool. (laughs) So the idea that, okay, well, if we do this series, we have to pay these other guys, too. Somebody gets a share of our profits. Right. We'd rather not even do it. I mean, honestly, a lot of times they'll do that. They will just shelve a property rather than share any potential profit. Right. I mean, I don't know that that's what's happening here, but it just seems suspicious that the only character from those Saturday morning shows that's not being utilized is the one that has shared, you know, the ownership. Do you think that's part of the reason why we're only just now getting the DVD releases? Maybe. You know, because there's, there's always stuff like that in Hollywood. The, uh, the old Batman movie, mm-hmm. you know, the Adam West movie that they put right. out in the theaters, for years that was never available. Right. Because Fox had the movie rights, but Warner Brothers owned the character rights. Ah, there you go. And it wasn't until they were doing some joint deal on a different thing. It wasn't X-Men. It was something like that. It was something where Warner Brothers and Fox said, oh, and by the way, can we just sort of squash the, you know, the deal with this thing like oh yeah go ahead and so finally they decided one of them had the rights and they finally put you know that batman 66 movie out yeah, yeah. right 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 yeah um something that i was really curious about we uh we briefly talked about it on twitter before is um just recently there's been like a huge just rising of representation of minorities in a uh, nerd culture medium and you know some people obviously have are naysayers about it and mm-hmm. i feel i feel like while you've said a lot about it on Twitter and you're vocal about it, I feel like Twitter doesn't give you enough of a space to really formulate your your opinions on it. Um, could you could you tell us like what you what like what you think about it? Obviously, it's good, but right. why why is it good? Why should we be excited about it? Well, because the whole point 
of diversity is excellence. Like, there's a reason we don't tell just the same story over and over again. You know, why doesn't everybody get bitten by a different radioactive animal and get powers? Because that would suck. You want new stories, you want new perspectives, you, you know, so opening up the field of who's creative and who's telling stories to people from different cultures, different genders, gives us as fans, readers, watchers or whatever, a better chance of getting more good stuff. So like anybody who's against diversity is to me against quality. Right. You know, and that said, I think the what you're seeing now is a um, growth, you know, of you know, or gr growing interest in diversity is not really new. Um, it's been happening for decades and decades and decades. Um, I think maybe it's slightly accelerated by the fact that comic books have moved more mainstream and out of just their own little niche. So suddenly you have more people taking in these characters and these stories and having more opinions. And also, the people who own them, seeing that there are much bigger audiences, and it's like, oh, we might want to appeal to more than just 40-year-old fanboys who grew up you know, buying maquettes of these characters. Right. You know? um, but also, I've been a comic book reader since the 70s. Comic books are a notoriously conservative medium. Even, even outside of the idea of diversity, people just don't want anything to change. Don't change the S. What, you took away Superman's red trunks? How dare you? Like, people get bent about the most ridiculous little stuff. No, it's established in, you know, issue 28 from 1983 that, you know, he can only is left-handed. Like, he can only throw bolts with that hand. It's like, dude, relax. Let it go. You know, yeah. let creators tell the best stories. That's what we should be championing. Right, and I think yeah. there's there's also something to be said about about with a younger audience them wanting to grow up and see themselves in the medium. Well, and also think about that. I mean, when these characters were created, the world was much more segmented. You know, people weren't exposed to as much. Now, you know, the younger audience that you're talking about, they see so much more of the world. You know, so it has to look like a world that they recognize. You know, and Nobody lives in an all this, all that world anymore. If, if you, even if there's nobody around you that looks like that, you got a TV, you got the internet. You see other people, you see other cultures, you see other rhythms, you know? So to ignore that seems silly. Right, absolutely. That's a great answer. <laughs> I know you're very passionate about that stuff. Um, we want to try to make sure we, we lock in a couple of DCAU specific questions before you got to get out of here. Um, I had one that I wanted to know about. Several times on the on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the main cast would have to play like a tiny minor role, you know, like some guy screaming or this alien yelling and that kind of thing. Right. Do you try to put yourself in like a, oh, I know they'll recognize my voice, so I really have to mask it, or do you just, eh, it doesn't matter? Um, it depends. I mean, if it's you know, just yells or whatever, you can trust the animation to mask you. Because the character doesn't look like your other character, so they're not... But if it's, a, you know, a more significant secondary character, then yeah, you definitely want to have what they call vocal separation. Because you don't want to mess up the story, you know? Like, you don't want people 
thinking about Jon Stewart while they're watching a scene that Jon Stewart's not in. Yeah. You know, so, and in general in animation, the ability to do multiple voices is really important just because, I mean, there's a reason that the producers get three voices for the price of one. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, we were, talking we were just earlier. talking yeah. about that, yeah. You know, because, and you think about it, like, if we couldn't do two additional voices, they would have to hire, you know, th their budget would triple, literally triple, you know, and then we'd get less cartoons. <laughs> and that's bad. You were talking about in the panel, um, the, you know, the difference between 14 year old static and Jon Stewart. Yeah. When you play a 65 year old static, right, right. do you have to find that, oh, he's older than Jon Stewart, but you can't be as low as Jon Stewart? <laughs> that kind of weird area. Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely a challenge, because especially. By that time, or fifty-five-year-old setting in a different episode. <laughs> right, we had established a couple of different voices. I think by that point, I had done Steel. Right. I had done John, and obviously we had the you know the established static voice. I'm not sure if I had done Stripes yet by that point, but um, maybe, yeah. I think. But I definitely done Steel, so it was like, okay, how many older, you know, black male voices do I have left? <laughs> Well, he can't sound anything like, you know, and the idea that, that this guy would grow up to be this is kind of absurd anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but um, the voice I had for Steel was sort of a mid-range, you know, kind of voice. I'm like, okay, so I can't sound like... And Michael Dorn voiced him before you, so did you go off of that at all, or did you just... In Justice League? In uh, the Superman cartoon. Oh, no, 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 I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, uh, had, didn't really watch the Superman Adventures as much as I should have. It took me a while, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, basically I started to go back to the static voice and then work forward. You know, it's like, well, I mean, if your voice is like this, not everybody's voice gets deep as they get older. Some people just, you know, stay in their same basic range and they're like, okay, well, this might be his adult voice. Yeah. And then as he gets older, it's not going to get super deep. It'll just have a little more texture to it. And so Closer then you to just... Your own actual voice. Exactly. <laughs> so you just establish that, you know, this is what the guy might sound like. Right. Now, yeah. um, another, another thing we're curious to hear uh, from you about is recently there's been a big push in the fan community for a, uh, a Justice League reunion. Yeah. We've seen uh, everybody except for Carl Lumbly has, has, uh, well, has I tweeted I saying I don't think that, Carl does social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, but I mean, like, all the, the, main, the main seven except for him and then Ken Schreiner as Green Arrow like, right, right. Uh, have all said we're on board. Andrea said she's on board. And, and I mean, we've got multiple Twitter accounts just dedicated to this. <laughs> we had a, a, an article of it hit the front page of Reddit. What needs nice. to, what, I was actually the one who posted, but what needs, <laughs> what needs to be done to, to make this not just what the fans want, but a reality? And what would and you what like, would you to, like see to see happen? out of it? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I would love for, you know, the creators, Bruce, Stan Berkowitz, you know, the, 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 the real storytelling forces right. behind it, because to me, that's what's key. Yeah, exactly. It's not just the characters. You know, and it, it's great, you know, that all the, the us performers would want to do it, but we're actually, I think, secondary to can we get those creative forces right. back behind it? Because yeah. I mean, that's been, as we've seen with, you know, the superhero tale, storytelling stuff that has not hit, 
it's usually not the actor that's the problem. Right. right. Well, I mean, a lot of people would say that's a problem with Bruce lately as well, though. Which Bruce? Uh, Wayne Bruce or Tim? Tim. Tim. <laughs> Tim, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been really hitting him on his killing joke and on the Batman and Harley Quinn just... Oh, fans, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, th- we think it's decent enough. I mean, it's not, like, as right. good as it was, but... And he'll even say it. He, it's a hard thing to live up to his 25 year old 25 years ago Batman cartoon right people right expecting so much same thing you're talking about with you know his, they changed his trunks and that's exactly yeah people like get an idea of the thing that's different from the reality of the thing mm-hmm. and as creators they made the reality of the thing they didn't right. make your, your your childhood you know I mean although people's like associated with I mean when we did um, I did the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway and they created a set, like a stage version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I had so many people come and was like, oh my God, it's exactly like I remember it. It was nothing like the show. This, this show. <laughs> different colors, different spacing, but it, they made it feel like the thing people remember. But our memories... Uh, Fickle thing. Yeah. Do you have story ideas you'd like to see that in that in a reunion that you didn't story get ideas, up he, he, on? dude? There's 48 years okay. of stories. <laughs> Things that happened specifically in the cartoons that didn't get quite wrapped up. Or Maybe Static you, joining the league. Maybe a right. Extension of relationships. <laughs> Finishing <laughs> off that love triangle. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just me, but I'm as a fan. I just want to sit back and applaud. I don't want to yeah. get up on stage. Right. <laughs> you know, like when I read Alice in Wonderland, I don't think about, oh, here, here's another Wonderland that Alice could go to. <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. I trust the people who made the, the thing that makes me feel so amazing. Yeah. I trust their ideas more than I trust my own. Right, right, right. You know, I don't know. That's Maybe that's, that's just me. I, I never wrote fan fiction. <laughs> Well, to wrap it up, uh, you probably get this every once in a while, and I apologize since we're running a DCAU YouTube channel, we kind of have to do this. Could you say the Green Lantern Oath for um, Okay, but you got to come up with a context. Okay. Because um, remember, cause, did you ever hear, the? I've told this a couple of times, the reason GL only ever said, the, the, said it once, because, and I asked Dwayne about this, Dwayne McDuffie, he's like... Well, because he needs to have a reason. You know, in a comic book, it's just one panel and a great big balloon. In an animated show, you actually have to animate that whole sequence. And basically, (laughs) basically that would be like somebody watching somebody charge their phone. Right. You know, in Birthday and Blackest Night. What time is it? You know, like. So that's why they could only come up with that one time where it mattered. But for this, for these okay, purposes, sure. we don't have to animate. So, in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Thank you, sir. Now as static. <laughs> the static oath. <laughs> By the power of Tesla. <laughs> Great. Okay. Very much. Beautiful. Thank you, of course. Man. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. Thanks for the sound effect. I didn't. Need, I needed it. Um, yeah, so did. now that's done. Really <laughs> uh, I want to point out two things. Uh, one is what I was going to say right before it started. Is 
right when we were done, uh, we walked away. Actually, okay, okay three things. <laughs> when we walked away, <laughs> there was a guy that said he was just standing against the wall uh, looking at us, and he was like, was that Phil Lamar? And I, we just said, uh, yeah. And he just went, yes! And did like a little like fist fist pump in the air. <laughs> and, and I have no idea. That's all we knew. I have no idea what that meant. Like, he did he take a picture and wanted to make sure that was who he was taking a picture of? Did he just look at him and wanted to make sure he looked at the right person? I don't really know. Um, Sometimes you got to know. You got to confirm. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this, let us know what you were talking about. Uh, the second thing uh, I, is I have no I have no way to prove this. I guess but I really wish I would have kept recording after uh, we were done talking to him because like the millisecond afterward, we handed him our our business cards uh, that we were carrying around. Uh, thanks, Ted, for making sure that we <laughs> had business cards. Crucial. And uh, this that's that was Ted's contribution to the. The Comic Con experience, You're um, yes, it actually was probably good a th- good thing for various reasons. But anyway, so mm-hmm. we handed him the card, and he looked at it and he was like, "Oh, I've seen this," and so and we were like looked at each other like, uh, "What?" <laughs> and uh, and we were we I said something because in his panel he had said, uh, we, someone had asked him like, "How do you differentiate?" We we posted this on our channel. How do you differentiate between? Uh, like playing two characters in the same scene that you are both voicing them. And he said like, Oh, you know, I got to do this when I'm playing 14 year old static and I got to do this when I'm playing green lantern. And so like I had mentioned like, Hey, thanks for confirming that static is 14 years old because we just did a video on this. And he was like, Oh yeah, I think like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but like, Oh yeah, I think I've seen that. It's uh, that's where you go through. Like, you know, he started out, he's 14, he went to 15 and maybe he got to 16, but you're not sure. Cause like his dad was going to give him the car. And like, he was quoting like exact lines from <laughs> nice. the video. And nice. I was just like, like Maddie and I were having a really hard time containing our like, Oh my God, <laughs> Phil Lamar watched our video. So <laughs> uh, that Man, was really cool. Moment. That's great. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> like I, it was, it was like kind of, of like I, I blacked out for a second when he was saying that because then we walked away the guy did the yes thing and then I turned to Maddie and was like did we shake his hand like I was really worried that we didn't <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we did but I just can't, couldn't remember because it was so <laughs> such a weird like moment of oh oh my god and then what was the third thing that I had oh it was just a little nitpick uh, somehow he nor Maddie nor I noticed that Green Lantern, in fact, says the oath twice in the DCAU. Uh, less memorably in Fallen Hero, the static crossover, he does say okay. it. But, yeah, I think everyone just remembers the In Blackest Night one, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, it, it's it's okay that we all forgot. Maybe Phil remembered, because I think I actually interrupted him and said, like, yeah, one time. It only does it one time, and then he just agreed with me. But <laughs> it's, yeah, you're not a true DCAU if you think that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when he knew. He's like, oh, this guy. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> and then I handed him the card and he went, oh, I've seen this. <laughs> and I just kept interpreting everything he was saying as a positive thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's the I one just... where you guys think he's 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well nice those are three wonderful things thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just had to make sure (laughs) 
Um, all right. Well, I guess it's time for comic relief. I I just talked a bunch, so you can talk some. Okay. There's a good balance of two 12th level boys here. Well, you, you, you know I like talking about <laughs> comics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I read uh, a couple of things from DC's New Age of Heroes uh, books that they've been putting out, and those are like... You might have heard of them. It's books like Damage, Sideways, The Terrifics. Um, Is that the one where they're all wearing like black and white costumes? The Terrifics, yeah, because it's okay. based off Mr. Terrific. Oh, so, that makes sense now. I was yeah. trying to figure out why they were doing that, but okay. Well, it's yep, also yep. a riff on Fantastic Four because it's um, uh-huh. it's basically their version <laughs> of the Fantastic Four because you got Mr. Terrific, oh, yeah, Plastic Man, okay. Plastic Man's strategy, Mr. Terrific's <laughs> got the smarts. And the damage um, guy. Well, no, no. So it's um, oh. Metamorpho. Metamorpho is oh, the thing. Okay, okay. And then Invisible like it. Girl. It's it's like Invisible Last or Invisible Girl. I forget, but she's from the Legion of Superheroes. And okay. She's the Visible Ooh, One. What is a Mr. There's no, is there's no Human Mr. Torch, Fantastic. though. There's yeah. no Human Torch. There's no Fire Guy, unless you count Metamorpho. Like, Why didn't they can... just put Fire? <laughs> that would have been the Yeah, that would have been choice. nice. <laughs> or fire, Firestorm could have worked. But, but Fire's um, whole body turns into Fire. That's why it's better to. Yeah. Yeah, you don't right. understand. <laughs> well, anyway, so I read The Terrifics, uh, which is written by Jeff Lemire and drawn by Ivan Reyes. And um, I also read Sideways, which was written by Kenneth Rockefeller and Dan DiDio. Um, well, actually, no, Kenneth Rockefeller did the art. Dan DiDio and Justin Jordan did the story, and Justin did most of the dialogue. But mm. so, and that's like, it's makes sense i would be confused because they brand these books with the artist first in the credits, where normally the artist is second. Um, oh, okay. But it's that's kind of a big reason why they did this line of books. The New Age of Heroes was a big promotion. Like the artist comes first. This is artist storytelling. Hmm. You can kind of notice how a lot of these characters feel like Marvel characters. How Damage is a lot like the Hulk. The Terrifics mm-hmm. are like Fantastic Four. Sideways looks a lot like Spider Man, and Silencer is <laughs> yeah, really yeah. similar to the Punisher. And so, uh, yeah, okay. So I was that. I was noticing the Spider Man comparison is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. And even in his character, I'll get more into that in a second. But like. It's um, so a lot of similar to Marvel characters, but it's also the Marvel approach to comic writing, where what they do is they'll plot out the story, and then the artist and then will go the in, yeah. they'll write the dialogue on top of the art, and so yeah. that's the way they were doing these books, um, which is not cool. normal for DC. Yeah, it's a cool, cool experiment. <clears> the interesting <throat> thing, though, is now that we're starting to see solicitations for issue four and five of these series, the artists are dropping off. Like, almost every single book of this line, the artist who was there for issue one isn't there anymore huh. for issues oh. like two or three. Like, <laughs> it's it's actually rarer for these books to hold on to these artists, which is so huh. strange to me, given, like, the amount of promotion that went on yeah. to be like, these are the artists. You know, we're finally, like... and. Um, I also read, this was on Bleeding Cool, and so, you know, they're like kind of the tabloids of the comic industry. You have to take it with a grain of salt, but they're suggesting that the type of deals that these creators mm. made when you get to, when you make the first issue and you're a co-creator, these artists who are on issue one, but they're off at issue two, are still making residuals from the books, uh-huh. even though they're not working on it. So it's the on, first they're issue. doing a, a schemey little scheme there. I don't, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying it's, it's just an interesting situation. Yeah. <laughs> little hypocritical, if you ask me. But I still that, enjoyed that, the Terrifics yeah. and Sideways. They were really cool books. That'd be like if you know you build a, a, a original <laughs> web comic based on the DC animated universe as like, hey, check this out. It's drawn by that guy that did the Batman vs Superman animated video you love so much. 
and then he just left. You know, everyone would be so upset. <laughs> everyone would be so sad. You think that happens? Because <laughs> they know who I am. Um, <clears throat> well, that so, quick sidebar yeah. from from that uh, sideways. Yeah. <laughs> um, <From> sideways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep interrupting your dad jokes with me going. <laughs> so the <laughs> there's a uh, the video I'm working on. Uh, for the channel right now is about uh, heroes that we hear referenced in the DCAU, but we never actually see them. So mm-hmm. there's like uh, Plastic Man uh, and a couple, you know, you, you'll watch the video. Um, and there's uh, one of them is Triumph, which is mentioned in Batman and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so I had to look up all these characters because most of them I didn't know who they were or anything about their backstory. And <clears throat> because of that, I had to find like images of them, of course. And when mm-hmm. I looked up Triumph, uh, come to find out, this might be common knowledge, but there's a Marvel character named Victory. So basically, like a synonym for his name. His costume is identical. Like it's they oh, didn't wow. change anything at all. Like he, I think he has like that um, uh, Gambit like head sock. But oh, yeah. other, but below the head, it's just the exact like just same. The costume. weird shoulder pads. Yeah, like the, the big gold, big and... gold triangle, blue costume, mm-hmm. gold gauntlets, gold boots. It's like it's the exact same thing. Wow. And I was, I actually like saved that image at first because I was like, oh, here's a cool picture of him. And I started putting it in the video, and I realized that the speech bubble was saying, "I am victory." And I was hmm. like, "That's not triumph." And then I had to look it up. But it's that why <laughs> like, <laughs> what? like that's so obvious I don't yeah know. <laughs> triumph is such a strange character like he yeah. originated in the zero hour storyline right. and then, like stuck around in the justice league book a little while after that before grant morrison made him a villain in his run i also uh we'll get to that soon you're reading that yeah. right now yeah he'll uh, i've mentioned that a little bit in the thing in the video he um uh oh what was i gonna say Damn it, Ted. <sighs> triumph. Uh, triumph. We were talking about Triumph and how... Oh, Zero Hour and then... Unseen oh Heroes. God. No, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot. It's okay. Oh, well. It's okay. Well, oh, well, to bring it back, I would recommend Sideways. It was a really good first issue. Mm-hmm. He's jumping around. Does he get bitten and, like, by a radioactive... Uh, scorpion or something no so he was in <laughs> ground zero when um challenger mountain appeared during the dark knight's metal series oh, in gotham okay. city he's on a school mm-hmm. field trip and so all the dark multiverse energies that erupted during that event i remember what him... i was gonna say hang on okay <laughs> <laughs> why is there a justice league of america and a justice league america that really pissed me off because I, I didn't realize that. And I was recording uh-huh. the episode, the, the video, and I said, oh, you know, he, he blah, blah, blah with the Justice League of America. And then he did this with the Justice League of America. And then I had to go and edit out my ofs. And it was really tight. It's very obvious that I did that in the video. <laughs> well, you would hate to hear that the Justice League America series is a retitled Justice League International series, which was a retitled Justice League series. And they just kept changing the name. As the series went on, while Justice League Europe was published alongside it. You can't see, but I'm just glaring at Ted. So, yeah. All right, continue with your <laughs> Spider-Man, whatever. Right, sideways. <laughs> Spider-Man. 
Um, I mean, the gist of the first issue was just him like going on YouTube live and being like, hey, I'm sideways. I make these cool portals. Uh, join me on this live broadcast and we're going to go hop around and see what I get into. And it was just kind of cool. He's not fighting any villains or anything. So he's, he's like, like a combination of Spider-Man and the Spider-Man villain that has those portals that you can go through that I can't remember the name of him. I don't know either. <laughs> he's in the cartoon. He's like a big splotchy black and white guy. Anyway, whatever. Huh. <laughs> so I'll find after out. after talking. a while, it's like he's like messing with. I mean, you know how in the Flash when they're going around the multiverse and stuff, and then it has like the Speed Force ghosts or whatever to start chasing them. It's like that, but Sideways gets the attention of this giant like Kirby looking old god that looked like he would have been on the Source Wall or hmm. something like that. And so this guy's like, "Hey, I'm gonna stop what you're doing because you're like." portaling around everywhere you can't be doing that and that was the cliffhanger it was pretty cool it's just like i don't know who this giant god guy is but yeah so the, the, the spider-man villain's name is spot that's and a great makes, name i know it's like a dog Did you <laughs> see spot run he looks like a dalmatian really see spot conjure um, portals <laughs> yeah he just has a bunch of black holes all over his body they, anyway uh okay do you think when they created sideways they were like okay we want so this we want this to be the Spider-Man, you know, analog. Um, totally. So they just wrote out the word Spider-Man, and they're like, we got to make it different. So they <laughs> took out the P and the R, so they had Sideman. And then they're like, no, no, that's too close. So they turned the M upside down, they had Sidewan. And then they're mm -hmm. like, keep going. You're, you see what I'm doing? There. You see what I'm I doing do, here? I do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I would not be surprised. But, you know, Dan DeDio was one of the creators of it. And he is like the top person along with Jim Danny Lee DeVito? At DC. Yeah. Dan, Dan DeDio. <laughs> but, yeah, he, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I was going to try to do a Danny DeVito. What's this Spider-Man? But I can't do it. That's not good at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Well, what did you read, James? I'm being very distracting from your topic, and I apologize. Oh, I basically said everything. <laughs> I, I guess I could talk about the Terrifics if we want. It was uh, it was a cool book, too. It was really interesting seeing, like, all those characters working together. And, like, this is plastic. Like, this is the best version of Plastic Man. And so I was hmm. really excited to see him That's in this. That's an unfortunate He's... spoiler that he just comes back after doomsday clock or yeah. not doomsday clock metal or metal yeah he is still an egg at the beginning of this issue oh. too and then okay. he actually becomes a person um during <laughs> these good. events so i don't know if that's gonna happen at the end of metal and then he's back as an egg or whatever but yeah it's, they it's, it's a lot like fantastic four how they get into this <clears throat> interdimensional sort of mm -hmm. like scientific accident and they get they all get drawn into the dark multiverse which is where um, Terrific, Metamorpho, and Plastic Man end up running into Invisible, uh, I forget, okay. Invisible Girl, Invisible Lass. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Ms. when Mister Fantastic was an egg, and then he wasn't. <laughs> and that classic which came story. first, Mister Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic or the egg, <clears throat> or Egghead, plastic or the Man brain? The egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. That's what I read. <laughs> which came first, the mala or the brain? All right. Um. What's uh oh I read Gotham by Gaslight, uh, Ooh, fun, which I had not read before and you have not read all of so I I, I don't know why I didn't finish it yeah I just like started and put it down. It must I have been a uh, I I get the I mean I didn't look into it at all so I'm probably wrong but I get the feeling that it was a we wrote they made Gotham by Gaslight the original thing 
and then like within a couple of years they wanted to make like a sequel to it or something and both of them were very short so they just lumped them together into one uh. thing or something because it's a very thin like graphic novel uh and it doesn't say on the front anything about like gotham by gaslight plus something else no i think it's all gotham the same by gaslight. <clears throat> but it's like the whole Jack the Ripper story that the movie's based on is the first half of it, and the second half is him fighting this, like, Cavalier-esque bad guy that mm -hmm. has a hot air balloon and all this stuff. Um, That's cool. <clears throat> or a, a Zeppelin, I should say. Um, which, yeah, both were entertaining for different reasons. Uh, because of that, I like I thought the whole thing, like, I picked it up like, oh, this is really short, um, and I thought the whole thing was going to be the Jack the Ripper thing, and I was thinking, like, wow, how did they you know, make enough movie out of this small mm. of a thing. And then it was even half of that. <laughs> so yeah. I have not seen the movie yet, but I'm interested to see how they fill it out to be. Well, they, it's very different than the book. It's um, okay. Jack the Ripper is a totally different person also. Character. And I'm not, yeah, don't yeah, tell me who it is. I'm not gonna, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course it's, it's a good twist, but, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like, I don't think it's a case of the Jack the Ripper coming from Europe to Gotham. Yeah. I think it's someone being really yeah. similar, just a really similar look and yeah. uh, motives operating in Gotham. So I think the book is supposed to be like reveals who Jack the Ripper actually was, or at least in this universe or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've heard it's a different person, so I'll just have to watch it. It point. is, yeah, and it's got a lot of <clears throat> other familiar Gotham City characters who weren't in the book. Um, like we see Poison Ivy and um, right, Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah, just yeah, to, I, uh, yeah. I liked the style of it though. Like I could tell the animation from the movie takes a lot of cues from the artist. Mike Mignola. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. And. Uh, Oh, you're right. Duh, I knew that. <laughs> uh, and uh, but no, I liked, you know, uh, in different interpretations of the characters into a like steampunky 1800s world, yeah. um, where like everything on Batman's costume is more reminiscent of what you'd see on like a, a, a what should we call it? A guy <laughs> in that <laughs> From era. From that era, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Like he's got like. Yeah, uh, more uh, shoulder pad-y kind of stuff, and his belt's more... It just mm -hmm. It looks like stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's got, he gets in, like, a sword fight with the cavalierish guy, and yeah. there's a bunch of, like, political turmoil and things like that, but it's, it's it, good. It's got it's a cool, a... dark style to it. Mm -hmm. A lot like Zorro, even. Yeah, Like, yeah. a similar era, <laughs> similar um, mm -hmm. sort of technology and... And See, I thought it was written, I thought this was maybe like an 80s comic, but I didn't realize it was like only like 2000 or something that it came out. Are you sure? I thought it was 1988. I don't know well, why. Well, maybe I'm referring to the copyright of the print and not the uh -huh. <laughs> uh, actual story because I didn't think 19, that made 1989. sense when I said it. Yep. It was February 89. I mean, Mike Mignola, oh, he's still alive. Why did I think he was dead? I'm sorry, Mike Mignola. <laughs> no, he's very much <clears throat> He's um, 57 <laughs> Yeah, so there's actually A uh, tie-in during the Countdown to Final Crisis series Where <clears throat> they go to visit the Gotham By Gaslight world oh. And <clears throat> it's um, there's this little mini-series called The Search for Bray Palmer Where um, it was Donna Troy 
Kyle Rayner and Jason Todd, along with a monitor, like the the monitor anti monitor, but it was mm-hmm. one of many monitors that they just <clears throat> called Bob. Bob the monitor. So the four of them go on this like multiverse journey trying to find Ray Palmer and they wind up in the Gotham by Gaslight world for a full mm. issue. And they end up running into like the Dick Grayson of that world and even the Blue Beetle, the Ted Cord of that universe, oh, cool which is kind see. of fun to see. Yeah, yeah, it was a good issue. It's a lot of fun. But... Did uh, Is that like a multiversity, uh, one of the 52 universes? Uh, yeah, it is. I forget which <clears> number. Um and this was published, like, the countdown to Final Crisis was right before Final Crisis, but a little right. bit after the 52 weekly series. It was actually right after they published 52 as okay, a weekly yeah. one. But it's like, so, it's, I mean, that whole thing is a really weird series. I would, if you're interested in it, read it. But it is, because <laughs> Paul Dini was the architect <clears throat> of, of the weekly series, Countdown mm-hmm. to Final Crisis. So Harley Quinn's got a big uh, presence in the book, but it's just yeah. all over the place. It's really crazy. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to read all of those crises, except except for the first one, which I have read, because um, I think you bought that for me. Um, the original, the I, 1985 Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Yeah. All those presents <clears throat> that you give me that I never remember to reciprocate. Uh-huh. So. I went to a Comic-Con over the weekend where I got a couple of volumes of Crisis on Multiple Earths, which was a collection of um, like Justice League of America comics from the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. where they were crossover with the JSA or like the, they would fight the crime syndicate or um, encounter like Uncle Sam. So when can I Fighters. expect those in the mail? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Maddie bought a... Um, he, I am, I'm going to get the story wrong, but he bought a Superman Adventures volume on Amazon and it came to him very like torn up and messed up. And so he um, asked like, hey, can I get a different one? And they didn't ask him to send back the first one. So he just gave me that one. Oh, <laughs> so nice. it's not it's not like it's not as bad as he described it. It's just got some like dents in the cover and stuff. Mm. But uh so now I just have one Superman Adventures volume <laughs> and a bunch of loose other comics. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Superman Adventures was a good series. I mean, it was like Scott McCloud yeah. did the first couple issues, and he's known for the <clears throat> Understanding Comics book. And then uh, Mark Millar yeah, wrote the series for a while. That's the one that. where the, like Superman Adventures is one that goes back and forth between following the more strict dcau continuity and then following the like adventures in the dcu Mm, stuff where they'll just randomly have like references to that kyle rayner or uh, that aquaman or something like that Mm -hmm. like why did you do this now i have to throw this whole issue out you (laughs) jackasses even though it was created by uh, some of like the comic industry's (laughs) best artists (laughs) so it's it's a really those jackasses yeah (laughs) Well, I think that's probably all we have to say about that. Uh, we don't have any commenty things this time. If you don't. have something you'd like us to discuss, or if you have a question, or just something you want us to talk about in this area of the podcast, or even as a full uh, topic, do we have for a the main do we have a part. name for this part of the podcast? Nope. Yet? nope. If you have a suggestion for the name of this time, this Comments. time. Yeah, mail. I don't want to call it letters because uh, oh, that's not. better. I don't want to call it the mail room. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's too generic. 
Give us a name. <laughs> Find us a name. I don't know what. But anyway, talk that's to us. A, Tweet at us. Contact, yeah, at DCAU Watchtower. We're on social media. Or are you proud of us for being on social media? Uh, or I am. at uh, info at D. I always do that. Info at watchtowerdatabase.com is the other way. Uh, I'm places find me. Ted's at tedkendrick.com. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, what are we doing next time? Do we have any idea? <laughs> we'll figure it out. And if you have an idea, uh, leave us a comment and yeah. let us know. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll talk about it. There's uh, I, there's videos out on the YouTube channel. Uh, every other week, it switches back and forth between Sunday and Thursday and then Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we're the Monday right now. So there's another thing tomorrow. So look forward to that <laughs> as Trivia Tuesdays with Ted. There's the Triple T. Terrific. That's triple T. Ta-ta. Cool. Ta, ta. <laughs> <laughs>